Hi, I'm here with Scott Morris and Heidi Boltmer, Senior Product Marketing Managers at Adobe. And they're here to talk to us about Adobe Creative Suite and Adobe Creative Cloud. Adobe announced Creative Suite 6 and a new product collection called Creative Cloud at an event yesterday at the Young Museum in Golden Gate Park. And they are here to give us the details. Welcome, Scott and Heidi. And thanks for taking the time to chat with us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. I'd like to start with a brief intro of both Creative Suite 6 and Creative Cloud, both of which were released yesterday. Can you both just give the listeners the lowdown on what those products are about? Let's start with Heidi talking about Creative Suite 6. Sure. So Creative Suite 6 is our our big release of our flagship uh, product offering, the Creative uh, Suite products. And um, it's a huge release for us. This is the first release of Photoshop in over two years. Um, and that's really a product that we know all of our customers love. In addition to the new version of Photoshop, we've also got updates to our core products like InDesign, Illustrator, Dreamweaver, Flash Professional, all of our video products, including adding a couple of new video products, Prelude and Speedgrade. And all these products have you know a ton of great new features. They've got improvements to their interfaces. Um, they've got, you know, some of them have improvements in their, um, graphics engines. And it's just a really great collection of updates to all the creates creative suite tools. Okay. I'm going to go into more detail about that later, but let's have Scott chime in uh, about creative cloud. Cause that's the new thing. Yes, it is. And, uh, so creative cloud was also announced yesterday, as you pointed out, uh, creative cloud includes all the creative suite applications that Heidi was just talking about. So it is a new membership based offering from Adobe, uh, designed to give a choice to customers. They now have two choices in terms of how to get creative software from Adobe. They can either go with our traditional licenses of individual creative suite products or suite editions, or they can go with creative cloud. And Creative Cloud includes all of the desktop tools that are in CS6. Uh, It also includes a couple of new HTML5-based tools that Adobe has been developing. One of them is Adobe Muse, which is for designers to be able to visually lay out and publish websites without coding. And the other one is Adobe Edge, which is our new tool for HTML-based interaction and interactive design. Um, also, it includes um, syncing and storing and sharing. So you can sync your work to Creative Cloud and you can share it with clients, share it with colleagues, have them com- comment on it. And you actually have access to all of your files in the cloud wherever you work. They're always available to you. Uh, it includes a bunch of publishing services like Digital Publishing Suite Single Edition, which is designed to help a designer go from InDesign to the iPad and other tablets. And we're including an unlimited number of uh, publications published to tablets. Also, uh, website hosting services. So not only can you design your website with our tools, but we'll actually host up to five published websites for you. Uh, And then it will include new stuff as we go along. So the great thing about a service is that we can add to it over time. So for example, Lightroom, which is not in Creative Suite, is coming into Creative Cloud this summer. I mentioned Digital Publishing Suite is coming uh, when we have the final Edge 1.0, which will be shipping uh, this summer. Also, that will go in. And then in the future, as we bring new products, new features, and new upgrades uh, to our products, those will automatically become available to Creative Cloud members. And it's all done for a monthly membership cost as opposed to an upfront purchase. And that's $49.99, so about $50 a month. Uh, But if you're an existing Creative Suite customer on CS3 or later, it's $29.99 per month. 
great. And and we're going to go into some more detail about that a little bit later. I wanted to circle back to Heidi for a second to talk more about Creative Suite 6, because there is something like 14 different applications in that suite. Mm -hmm. And I had wanted to get an idea of what you thought were the most important parts of the upgrades that you think would propel people to buy them. For example, uh, if you want to span Photoshop, InDesign, Premiere Pro, Dreamweaver, can you just cite some of the most important aspects of those upgrades for us? Sure. Um, there are a couple key areas that I think will really um, get people excited about the new versions and, and want them to get the upgrades. The first is the, the productivity improvements. So like I mentioned, we've made um, improvements to the graphics processing and a lot of the key products, including Photoshop and Illustrator. Um, we also have made improvements um, in just Illustrator and bringing that in to be a, a 64-bit product. So really looking at the, at the productivity and the speed at which you can use the, the products and have, you know, if you're making edits in Photoshop, actually see them updated instantaneously in the image instead of having to, you know, have that progress bar while it re-renders something. So just the speed that you see now. Um, another area that's really exciting is kind of the creative magic um, of the features in some of the products. So with Photoshop, um, if you've seen the beta, if you haven't, we've got a, a whole new set of the content-aware technology. So we've had a content-aware fill in the past where you can delete some content and have it filled in. Now we've actually got a, a feature called content-aware patch where you can select what you want to remove from the image. And you can choose a different area in the image to actually use it as the sample to, to fill in that space with the content-aware technology. Or you can use content-aware move where you can actually you know, select something in an image move it and have the space that's behind that piece that you've moved automatically filled in with the content of our technology. So, you know, just additional great magical features there that really help you quickly update your images using Photoshop CS6. We've also got the great pattern uh, tool in Illustrator CS6. So another one where it's like a, a magical feature that allows you to lay out your pattern to see, you know, if you move things around within the, the sample pattern piece, you can actually see them kind of wrap around in the pattern. You can kind of move them all around, tint them. It's just a great feature that allows a designer to think about what they want the pattern to look like and get it out and not think about what do I need to do technically in the product. Um, and then we really focus on delivering content out to multiple devices and really focus on HTML in this space. So um, really helping our customers build content that responds to the different size device that's being viewed on with Dreamiver, especially with CS6 and the Fluid Grid layout feature. So with that, you can actually, within Dreamweaver, set up a series of grids and define how the content changes as it moves from a grid that would be the size of a full monitor screen you know, on your desktop down to, say, a, a tablet like an iPad, even down to a smartphone device. You, know, you can build this with fluid grid layouts. So the content seamlessly moves from one, uh, one screen size to another and, and you know, gives the user a really great layout. Um, in addition, we've also got you know, great things in InDesign in terms of publishing out digital magazines. So, you know, things with our um, adaptive layout in, in InDesign. So a lot of great features, I'd say, you know, around the productivity and the speed of the products, around those magical creative features, and finally around, you know, building responsive designs, whether you're doing web content with HTML or doing, um, you know, adaptive layouts with digital publications. I think those are all great reasons for customers who want to get the CS6 upgrade right away. And uh, talking about the production premium, um, what about the two new applications that were introduced, Speedgrade and Prelude? Could you talk about those a little bit? 
I think Scott actually knows a little bit more about them than me, so I'll, I'll ask him to cover those too. Sure, I'd be happy to. So you're right. These are two brand new applications that are now part of the production premium suite as well as the master collection suite. And uh, SpeedGrade actually came from an acquisition uh, from a company last year called Iridas. It was one of their products, and it's for um, film finishing and color grading for any sort of film or video project. So what we've done is we've updated that application from what it was before, and we've integrated it into the suite and into the other applications as well and included it along with the suite. And the other product is actually a brand new developed from scratch at Adobe product called Adobe Prelude. And Prelude is really around helping a video professional manage their video assets through metadata. So doing things like metadata ingest and logging and basically being able to get to a rough cut faster. And and so that actually replaces an existing product called On Location, is that correct? Uh, that's correct. It's different than On Location, uh, uh, but it serves a similar purpose. There was some overlap there, but then there's a bunch of things that uh, Prelude can do as well that was not part of the, um, the uh, capabilities of On Location. So we decided to retire On Location because a lot of those features were included with Prelude and then really expand what that product can do. And can we talk a little bit more about Premiere Pro and some of the improvements in the CS6 version? Sure. Yeah. So lots of improvements in Premiere Pro. You know, we've really been focusing for the last couple of years on performance. We introduced the Mercury playback engine in CS5 and we updated that with 5.5. And now with CS6, one of the big exciting updates to the Mercury playback engine is that we are now supporting um, some AMD cards in addition to NVIDIA cards. So any MacBook Pro out of the box uh, now has a supported graphics card that is supported by by Mercury. So that's really terrific. So you get to take advantage of the GPU acceleration features as part of Mercury now if you're just on a standard MacBook Pro. That's terrific. Uh, And then also... um, You know, we've been talking to a lot of video editors who have really loved the performance that they've been getting out of uh, out of Premiere Pro, but really wanted us to also focus on the user experience, making editing easier, especially someone who's coming from another application and is just starting using Premiere Pro for the first time. Uh, We've seen widespread adoption of Premiere Pro in the last two years or so. And so uh, in order to make that transition easier for customers who are coming from a different product, um, we really focus focused on the, on the design, the user design and the user uh, interface of Premiere Pro. So really focused on sort of less Chrome and less clutter in the user interface to make the content the star and to really help you focus on your content, make everything customizable. So that way, the software works the way that you want to work. And we kind of get the technology out of the way and really let you focus on, on just the content. That's great. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit to talk about the pricing structure of CS6. Now, recently, Adobe lowered the price of one of its major products, Lightroom, the photo management program that we talked about that will be part of Creative Cloud. But I guess some folks were a little surprised that Adobe didn't take that action with some of the other programs, especially some of the legacy programs in Creative Suite 6. So I wanted to get some idea if Adobe could talk about how it priced uh, CS6 and um, what the logic was behind maybe not dropping some of the other prices as well, like Photoshop or um, InDesign or, or some of or Illustrator, for example. Heidi, do you want me to talk to that? 
Sure. You know, pricing is a fairly complicated issue. We have a lot of products, individual products and suites. Some of them came through acquisitions like the Macromedia products, which had their own sort of pricing strategy. Some of them are homegrown by Adobe. Uh, and so what we do over time is we make adjustments to our pricing based on a variety of factors. Uh, one of the things that we've been trying to do is to get closer to pricing parity between the individual point products. I think Photoshop is always a little bit different and was always treated a little bit differently. But, you know, in terms of looking at the price of Dreamweaver's a standalone application versus, you know, Illustrator's a standalone application, we sort of tweak the pricing here and there to try to get a little bit closer to pricing parity there. It's hard for us to make any big moves on pricing. We tend to just sort of tweak a little bit here and there. Uh, customers don't want huge increases and it's difficult for our business model with huge decreases. So we try to just make little adjustments over time. I think what you look at with the suites, for example, is, you know, for the full versions of new suites, we really didn't touch the pricing with the exception of production premium. Uh, there is an increase in the production premium suite because we added two brand new products to the suite. But the rest of the suites, we kept the products the same. Uh, and then, you know, we just made some tweaks here and there across the board. I think in some cases it becomes, you know, the prices go down a little bit, especially for customers who tend to stay really current. And in other cases, um, you know, like upgrade prices from several versions back, you know, the, the upgrade pricing is a little bit more expensive than it was before. But that's kind of where Creative Cloud comes in, correct? Yeah, I think one of the benefits of Creative Cloud is that you don't really have to worry about upgrades because upgrades are included. So every time there's a new upgrade or a new update, uh, it just becomes part of your Creative Cloud membership and you have access to the new version or the new features as soon as they're available. Uh, another benefit uh, in terms of you know not only not having to worry about buying upgrades, but there's no barrier to entry. You don't have to spend you know $2,000 to get into Creative Suite for the first time. Uh, you just uh, basically it's, you know, $50 a month or if you're an existing customer, you know, $30 a month right out of the gate with no upfront cost and very predictable budgeting. You know, some people like that they can predict, you know, hey, every month it's $30 on my credit card. It's a lot less than your you know cell phone bill. And it's very predictable as opposed to, you know, an upgrade comes out and you have to sort of debate, oh, when do I have the budget to pay for this? Um, you know, with Creative Cloud, it's just a very consistent, uh, you know, predictable um, uh, system. Who do you envision will be most likely to take advantage of the Creative Cloud subscription? So I think that there are three main types of customers who will find Creative Cloud most appealing. Uh, the first is actually a lot of our existing customers, especially the folks who uh, are sort of our early adopters who really want to take advantage of the incremental benefits that Creative Cloud offers. And in particular, I'm thinking of designers. So designers are actually our largest uh, type of creative professional who buy the Creative Suite products. Uh, and designers also are the ones who are the most frustrated uh, by sort of the uh, the publishing challenge, so to speak, which is with the proliferation of devices, these designers who have always created great content for print really want to be able to take those magazines to things like the iPad, uh, but they're challenged with how to actually get there. Um, same thing, lots of designers have told us for years that they want to be able to publish to websites, but they don't want to learn those new skills. They don't want to learn how to code. They're frustrated by the limited selection of you know web-safe fonts, those types of things. And so I think they'll find Creative Cloud really appealing because we're including Muse, which is really a product designed for a designer to publish websites without writing code. We're including the digital publishing technologies to publish to the iPad. 
And really, it's all about the services that tie these different workflows together. So I think our existing customers, in particular designers, are really going to find Creative Cloud appealing. Also, students. I mentioned before that there's no upfront investment, and it's very predictable and very inexpensive. The student price is also $29.99 a month. It's basically $30 a month. So the student has no upfront cost and $30 a month. Uh, Even when we did the um, focus groups early on with Creative Cloud and we presented the $50 price point, students all assumed that was their student price because to them that seemed, you know, really, really affordable and they loved that they didn't have any upfront costs. So we think, you know, students have been a very large growing segment of our Creative Suite customer base. And I think with Creative Cloud, we expect that to continue and they'll be one of the earliest groups to adopt it. Um, and the third area is what we call small business marketers. So these are people who are working at small and medium-sized businesses. They tend to be in marketing functions, but they might not have creative professional titles. So they won't necessarily call themselves a graphic designer, but they use um, things like Photoshop to spice up presentations that they have, or they create newsletters for their small business. Uh, these tend to be uh, people who uh, they're price sensitive. So again, that... Um, low barrier to entry is a really appealing thing for them where um, there's no cost to get into the Creative Suite franchise. In fact, uh, we've offered our Creative Suite products now uh, first in Australia with CS5 as a subscription pilot, and then now globally CS5.5 was available as a subscription. And what we found was a large number of people choosing to subscribe to Creative Suite were exactly coming from uh, from that uh, area. Small business marketers who had aspired to use these creative tools, but the barrier to entry for them was a little bit too great. And they also love the predictable budgeting as well for their small business. So I think those are the three areas where we expect greatest adoption uh, in the short term for Creative Cloud. Now, Adobe also announced that there was an education initiative yesterday at uh, the the big event. Can you please go into a little bit about what that's all about? Sure thing. So um, what that is associated with is a program that Adobe's run for a couple of years called Adobe Youth Voices. And this is a program that Adobe has to basically get technology in the hands of kids, uh, school children who may, maybe otherwise wouldn't have access to the technology to really allow them to tell their stories. So it teaches them technology skills, it teaches them communication skills, and it also allows them to sort of tell their, their story. Uh, we've reached over 150,000 students through this program, and our goal is to reach millions of students. So this is a big sort of corporate social responsibility program at Adobe that we're very, very committed to. What we announced yesterday was an extension of that program, uh, and we announced a million-dollar grant to the Adobe Youth Voices uh, program through the uh, – I believe it's the Adobe Foundation – that will basically provide a million dollars worth of creative scholarships. So these will go to graduating high school students who want to uh, go and get uh, an education in the creative arts. It doesn't have to be directly aligned with with Adobe's tools or technologies. It's people who really want to create, want to express their their creative side and want to develop that as a career uh, or as a discipline. And so we will provide a million dollars in funding for scholarships for students to be able to um, actually start their their, uh, further or higher education in the creative disciplines. That's great. I wanted to circle back to Creative Cloud for a minute because I know there are some things that are being launched immediately uh, when this actually comes up for sale. And then there are things that are planned for the future. Uh, Could either one of you give me an idea of what that roadmap actually looks like? 
Um, sure, I, I can do that as well. Um, so um, the so the when we actually ship uh, Creative Cloud, uh, some of the things that won't be in it quite yet that are going to be coming actually this summer. We have three technologies coming into Creative Cloud within about three months of when we ship the initial version. Uh, Lightroom, which I mentioned, Lightroom Four, not part of Creative Suite and won't be in Creative Cloud on day one, but will be coming very soon after we start shipping Creative Cloud. Uh, the other one is the digital publishing technologies to publish to iPad and other tablets that I told you about. It won't be in there right on day one, but it will be coming uh, again within just a couple of months. It will be coming this summer. Uh, and the third one is Edge. So the Edge preview will be included in Creative Cloud, but it's still a preview, still a public beta. And then the actual um, sort of final version, if you will, of Edge, which will update regularly, will come also by the end of the summer. And then in the fall, we have even more that's coming into Creative Cloud. In the fall, we have a team offering, which is really an offering that's designed and optimized for teams. So it's everything that's in the Creative Cloud that we're launching now. Plus, it includes, you know, things like license management capabilities, expert services. So think about it, the Apple Genius Bar concept. So maybe I have my iPad and there's something wrong with it. I can go online and find out when the next available expert is for iPads. And then I can go into my local uh, Apple store and I can actually meet with that uh, Apple Genius at their Genius Bar. But we don't have stores and we don't have hardware, but we can do it over the phone and over the web. And so it'll be the same thing. We'll offer these expert services where you can sign up and, um, and basically schedule a time to get a one-hour incident to help you with whatever issue you're having with Creative Suite or Creative cloud. We'll include a couple of those with the team offering. And then community is a really important thing that's coming later this year. Um, you know, you have the ability to sync and share your work to Creative uh, Cloud and share with individuals right out of the gate. But you'll also have um, the ability to publish your work to public galleries coming later this year. And, you know, what does that mean? Well, kind of think of it similar to a creative social network where uh, you'll be able to not only sync your files to the cloud, but choose when you want to publish them to a gallery. Other creative professionals will be able to view those public galleries. They'll be able to comment on your work. You'll be able to share your work with others. And the reason we're including that is because creative professionals have told us that that um, that inspiration uh, that you get from sharing and viewing others' work is something that's really important in the creative process, in particular when you have creative block, which is like writer's block. One of the first things people do is they go out and they either read a um, – take a look at a book of their favorite photographer's uh, photographs or they go online to their favorite design blog and they look for inspiration to get them through that creative block. And so we want to integrate community and inspiration directly into the experience to do exactly that. Did you uh, test this via focus group or something like that? Where did you get the idea to do this? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. The product team came up with the idea and our experience design team. Uh, you know, we know from our research that uh, the way that people get over creative block oftentimes is through sharing and collaboration uh, and, and looking at other people's ideas. And so we knew that just as a foundational principle that that would be something that would be interesting to include. And then our designers and our product team had this great idea about how to actually uh, make that happen in creative cloud. And so when's that all going to become a reality? Uh, that will be before the end of the year. We don't quite have an exact target date for when the community galleries and that piece will go live or when the Creative Cloud team offering will be available. It'll be a little after the summer, but a little before the winter. <laughs> so sometime before the end of the year, maybe the October, November timeframe, probably. 
And you, you've been talking about Muse at various points here. And I understand that Muse was actually released as a 1.0 commercial product along with the Creative Suite 6 and Creative Cloud yesterday. Haven't heard a whole lot about what the upgrade entails. Could you go into a little detail about what um, Muse is looking like today? Uh, so in terms of some of the new features that will be in the 1.0 that were not in the preview release, Heidi, are, maybe you could uh, uh, address that. I'm not sure how familiar you are with specifically the new features that are in the 1.0. Um, no, I think mostly for the 1.0, we, we looked at kind of finalizing the existing feature set and making sure all the bugs were working, that our publishing was working well. Scott mentioned we have the, the, the web hosting platform um, that comes with Creative Cloud. In addition, if you're a Muse subscriber, so Muse is available as a subscription product as well, um, you actually will also get a single hosted website on our, our hosting platform called Business Catalyst. So really, it was just kind of the final polish to get the product out. And as Scott mentioned, though, with both Muse and in the future with Edge, when it com- becomes a 1.0 product, they're looking at you know approximately a once a quarter update, adding in new features to both Edge and Muse on an ongoing basis. They've been on a great development cycle in the preview and they want to continue that um, and they can do that with their subscription platform and as well as for creative cloud members. And an- another piece of unfinished business is the Adobe touch apps. We have a couple that are already available for iOS, but then we have several that are not. Can you give us an idea of what the roadmap's going to be for, we had the Photoshop Photoshop Touch and Ideas, and those are already in the Apple App Store. But now we have Collage and Proto and Cooler. Am I saying that correctly? Cooler. Cooler. Um, So uh, what's up with those? Well, those, um, all of them except Cooler are coming to iOS as soon as we're able to finish them and get them through the approval process uh, with Apple. So we can't give a specific date because as always, you have to go through that approval process with Apple. But uh, but we're working on all of them and our intention is to bring all of them to iOS very, very soon. Uh, the one exception is Cooler. Uh, we will probably not be bringing that to iOS as an iPad app. Instead, we're doing some really, really cool stuff with Cooler. We we will have the web app that will continue to be available, but um, we actually did a little sneak peek video for our launch event yesterday that included a peek into the future of some of the stuff we're working on. And so I can talk about this because we showed it in the video and we're actually posting that video to our website shortly where people can go check it out. But one of the things we're doing with Cooler is instead of doing an actual standalone app, we're integrating it um, in a little bit of a different way. So for example, think about being able to to take your iPhone or your iPad and take a picture of an image. And when that image comes back to you, automatically it displays the cooler color palette. It extracts all of the colors that are in that image and creates a cooler color palette for you. So doing things like that are are the ways we're kind of looking at integrating cooler uh, in the future. And I think we should just tell the audience what cooler actually is, though. And it was an extension to Photoshop. I think it still is an extension to Photoshop. But could you talk about just the characteristics of what it is? Sure. Cooler is basically a community-driven application. So it's really about uh, picking color palettes that work well in a design. And it includes color palettes not only that were developed by Adobe, but that were developed by third parties like lynda.com and other folks, as well as contributed by the community. So people can create color palettes, so different, you know, five different colors that go really well together, name them as a theme, and then share them through the Cooler app. And then other creative professionals can go and view those um, color palettes and maybe choose to use some of those in their design. And it's integrated with the desktop tools as well, as you pointed out, like Photoshop. 
And the last thing I wanted to talk about was the new look of your uh, of your CS6 boxes. So uh, in the last few years, we've seen mostly type treatments for your CS6 boxes and cover art. And today it looks kind of a bit different. Can you go into some of the changes and why you made them? Um, sure. So um, you're absolutely right. Uh, the difference is that the boxes in the past were designed by Adobe and our art for CS6 was designed by customers. So we actually have artists from around the world who submitted some of their ideas for designs and we selected, you know, 14 of them for our for the 14 products that we launched and it's really really striking uh art. Uh, like any art, um, you know, you might love some of them and you might hate some of them, but the point is that you react to them, that you actually have some sort of reaction because that's what, you know, art and and creation is all about. And so uh, we were lucky enough to have actually a handful of them uh, come in from all around the world for our launch event yesterday to share in the in the excitement of our launch. And we're super excited. We actually are using that artwork not only on the boxes themselves, but if selves, but if you look at our website, it's all the art raising on the website, all the marketing campaigns that we're doing. Um, and we love the fact that we're finally able to feature our customers' work in all of our marketing. That makes us really, really happy. And and we love we think it turned out terrific too. So and so do either of you have any final comments about Creative Cloud or CS6? Now's the time. Heidi, anything on your end? I think yeah. that... I mean, I think that, you know, that the feedback we're hearing from customers just in the lat well, that we heard previously when we talked to them underneath, uh, you know, kind of one-on-one -on -one conversations. And then yesterday with the launch is that they're really excited, um, you know, not only with what they see in the Creative Cloud today with, you know, the new versions of the Creative Suite products in there, with the publishing services, with the hosting, with the sync and storage, the touch apps. They're excited all about that, but they're also incredibly excited about what the cloud offers them going forward, that they know that they're going to see new things right away, that they're going to have, you know, community interaction through the galleries. They're, it's, it's just the excitement of what they get today and the, the future promise that just really has got them, you know, asking, you know, how soon can I get this? You know, what do you mean 30 days? Can I get it, you know, tomorrow? Could it, could it, will it be less than 30 days? They just want to get in and start using it and trying it themselves um, and taking advantage of everything that's there. Yeah. And I would add to that. Uh, we know that customers are excited about this launch uh, just based on some of the stats going into this. So we've had, uh, we had half a million Photoshop uh, beta downloads just in the first six days as an example. And and we think we're just crossing the million mark now, just basically a month into the beta. Uh, we've had over a million downloads of the Edge and Use betas as well, the new tools that are coming from Adobe. So we know, and I think 74, 75 million Twitter impressions from the sneak peek videos that we did. So we know that people are really excited and there's a lot of pent up demand. I think also, uh, you know, we're offering customers more choice now. You know, years ago, we only offered ind individual products. And then as we transition to Creative Suites, which now about 75% of our customers choose Creative Suite, but they also can still choose an individual product. And so what we're doing now is expanding that yet again. So you can buy Photoshop or you can buy a suite or you can buy Creative Cloud. It's really about giving more options to customers based on what the customer wants to do. So we're really excited about both of these launches and we can't wait to see what our customers do with all this great technology.
And when do you think it'll be, quote unquote, on the shelves? <laughs> it'll be on the shelves very, very soon. So definitely within 30 days of our announcement yesterday. And we're actually working to get that out you know, sooner than that. So sometime in May, for sure, you will be seeing these new um, products um, available for, for download or, or shipping. That's great. Well, thank you so much, uh, Scott Morris and Heidi Voltmer, both Senior Product Marketing Managers of Adobe. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us. Thanks, Jackie. Thanks, Jackie.